Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is the quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Philosopher Insights podcast. Today, as Father's Day fast approaches, I find myself inspired to delve into the profound messages of none other than Ryan Holiday from his latest book, Daily Dad, which is one of the most impactful books I have ever read in my life. Holiday's work in this book is a collection of 366 meditations, each one a nugget of wisdom that transcends the boundaries of just parental guidance. It is a treasure trove of insight on love, life, and the art of nurturing young minds. I seriously have no idea how Ryan Holiday manages to consistently deliver this kind of brilliance. It's almost unfair, really. Each meditation in this book often stopped me dead in my tracks, forcing me to confront my own shortcomings as a parent. It's like holding up a mirror to my soul and saying, Hey, you, are you really owning up to your own responsibilities? And let me tell you, after reading some of them, that it's not always an easy pill to swallow. Now, don't let the title of this book fool you. Daily Dad may be the name on the cover of the book, but I am convinced that you could easily replace it with Daily Mom without losing an ounce of its impact. These meditations are universal, and I believe they transcend gender or any family role boundaries. So regardless of your parental status or lack thereof, I believe there is something within these pages that will resonate with your soul. My goal here is to share a handful of these leading up to Father's Day. I hope you get as much listening to them as I did sharing them. So let's begin. Insight number one, love the kid you have. Quote, the grade school teacher, best-selling author, and mom of two, Jessica Leahy, has talked to hundreds of thousands of kids about the things they want their parents to hear. By far, the number one comment I get, she says, is some version of, I am not my brother. I am not my sister. I'm not my parents when they were my age. I don't know who my parents think they are raising, but it's not me. My parents think they know who I am, but it's all their expectations of me, and they have no idea who I actually am. Isn't that heartbreaking? If there were a list of things you never wanted your kids to think or feel, Those responses, which Jessica says get emailed to her almost every day, are probably right at the top of the list. No kid should feel like their dad wants them to be someone else, to be something different. No kid should feel that they're a disappointment. They Sorry, getting a little emotional just reading it. They should know that they are special for who they are, that they make the world and your life better just by being in it. Your kids need to be seen. They need to be heard. They need to be loved. They need to be known for who they are, for what they choose to be, not for who or what you want them to become. That's all they really want from us, and they deserve to have it. So you better give it to them, starting today and for the rest of their lives. End quote. Insight number two. You can't say these words enough. Quote, your kids shrug when you say it. It feels weird saying it in public. Cliché, lame, vulnerable. You don't want to embarrass them or bother them or interrupt them. Plus, they know how you feel, right? You said it a thousand times before at home. We have a million reasons not to say these words, but all of these reasons are wrong because it's impossible to say them enough. 
I love you. I'm proud of you. It's you I like. You are special. You are enough. You're the most important thing in the world to me. At the end of your life, do you think for one second that you will kick yourself for saying any of those words too much? Or is it more likely that you'll wish you'd said those words more? Because it would absolutely kill you if you thought for one second that they might not know, that they might not feel it in their hearts, how much you love them, how proud you were of them, how nothing, not success, money, or lack of either, could change what they meant to you from the moment they were born. Life is full of risks. This is one gamble you don't need to take. So say it. Tell them how you feel. Tell them how you love them. Say it again and again. It's impossible to do it too much, but you might as well try. End quote. Insight number three. They don't have to make you proud. Quote, we say it casually. We mean, well, make me proud out there, kiddos. We say it as they trot out in the soccer field. Make your parents proud. We say it as they head off to college. And when they do great stuff, we reward them by letting them know that the mission had been accomplished. They made us proud. We want this to motivate them. We use it oftentimes unconsciously to hold them accountable. But is this the way it should go? Doesn't it sort of imply that they owe us something? That our support is not unconditional or implicit. That if they don't score a goal, or make the dean's list, or land a summer internship, we are therefore not proud. Our kids don't owe us anything. After all, they didn't ask to be here. It is we who are obligated to them by virtue of our choice to bring them into this world. End quote. Insight number four. Keep the main thing the main thing. Quote, There's a wonderful little expression. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Every family, every person has a different main thing, of course. But if we could generalize, the main thing for us parents is to raise well-adjusted, self-reliant, decent, happy kids. The main thing is not college. The main thing is not making a partner at our law firm. The main thing is not having a clean house. The main thing is not to win some competition with other parents. The main thing is not grades. It's not following in your footsteps. It's not being captain of a football team or an expert cello player. The main thing is for them to be healthy, to be prepared for life, to have good values, to have a good sense of who they are and what they want to spend their life doing. The main, 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 main thing is to love them and for them to feel loved, end quote. Insight number five, being important is not an excuse. Quote, it would be wonderful if those quotes didn't exist, but they do. They come from the children of great men, from Albert Einstein's son, from Nelson Mandela's daughter, from kids whose dads were presidents or kings or rock stars or CEOs. They go something like this. Quote, you were there for so many people as part of your job, but you were never there for me. Or... You were the best in the world at everything you did, except for fatherhood. It's heartbreaking. Obviously, the world needed Nelson Mandela. It needed Eleanor Roosevelt. It needed Steve Jobs. It needed Albert Einstein. What they did was hard and important. It required sacrifice. It came at the expense of their families. It had to. But did it have to come at such a high cost? There is no job, no career, no amount of responsibility that justifies being absent from the lives of your children. Being important, having a calling, achieving success is great. But being important doesn't change what your most important job is. Being a parent. Being there for them. Being world-class at being mom or dad. Because when your days in the spotlight are over, when your fame and import have receded, you will still be a parent and your kids will still need you for the things kids have always needed their parents for. End quote. 
That concludes the handful of meditations I wanted to share today. I've read a lot of books and recorded so many podcasts, but I found this one the hardest of all. Every time I read the words, I keep reflecting on how it compares to what I'm doing and how I could do better. No matter where you think you are on the parenting scale, there is always an opportunity to let these messages sink in and strive to do better. Our kids deserve it. Thank you for listening, and until next time, stay curious and keep embracing the wonders of knowledge. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Landman. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.